Hello and welcome to the NXT review here on Laws of Pain Radio as I do weird movements for the camera because I wasn't ready. <laughs> uh, the beast of NXT destroying his way to Keith Lee. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, <laughs> I just realised. Uh, but is Karrion Cross the next NXT champion? That's what the first thing we'll be talking about today with the main event where he just destroyed uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Spoilers. Uh, but hello and welcome to the LOP Radio NXT Review. My name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. Imp, and we are live here on YouTube and also in podcast form. Links in the description or head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for your wrestling news. And of course, the posting for this on Auto Pain has our, both the YouTube and the podcast links as well, so you can go there as well. If you want to help out, you can donate on Red Circle. There is a link, uh, I think, like, in the descriptions there are links to help donate to Lots of Pain Radio to help us keep doing with that stuff. Right, that's that. Plugged it out of the way. Oh, no, one last thing. Follow me on Twitter at the TheDamnImpercat. If you're watching on YouTube, you bloody already know that. But I always like to get it out of the way anyway. So, Dominic Dajakovic versus Karrion Cross main evented NXT. And I would apologise in advance if I called him Killer Cross by accident. Because <laughs> I, I think I said this last week on the uh, Extreme Rules preview. I... I suck with names, and I've do I can I've learned all of these guys indie names, and I've learned the names and have finally cottoned on, and they bloody go to NXT and their names change, and I have a nightmare <laughs> trying to have to do it all over again and learn all of these new names. <laughs> and it's like, damn it, I put so much work in in the first place, and now have to do it all over again. So again, apologies in advance. Uh, I can call Dominic Dajakovic Dijak because <laughs> it's in the name; it's perfectly fine, but. I'll start with the match itself, then I'll get to the topic at hand. Uh, the main event was Karrion Cross uh, with Scarlett Bordeaux by his side versus the big Croat Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, two big lads using their big lad muscles. Uh, Cross was trying to exhibit his ability to dominate, whilst uh, it, well, pretty much he was keeping Dijak down. And when the Croat broke out, he was immediately sent back down with that awesome uh, Doomsday Saito, for example. Whilst Dajakovic trying to show his heart against this dominating guy in Karrion Cross, who's just destroyed his way through NXT at this moment, and uh, that his match against Champa is it, like nobody has been able to take it to Karrion Cross. Dominic Dajakovic was the first guy to kind of get any string of offense against him and put him in peril. Uh, like Dajak himself, he had. Uh, like nice little moments with an elbow uh, to the front face lock. It's just like a smooth little transitiony thing. It's one of those things where he hit an elbow and it was just just caught him with the headlock. And I was just like, that was really pleasant. <laughs> just really nice and smooth. Uh, most people probably didn't care about that. You know, he did a tope, <laughs> but me like no elbow to the face lock. And, uh, something about that was just really nice. That before he sent Carrion flying as well as just held him in the headlock, then launched him into the air. Uh, like he was. Dijak was having to really work to take the fight to Cross, but he's proving that he could do it. And he was quickly flying over the top rope afterwards with that tope. Like, if anything, like, in terms of like showing he could overcome Karrion Cross, the only negative, maybe, is that maybe, if anything, he was too worried his opponent could get back into the match. He was keeping on top of him the entire time. So even though Dijak is showing, no, I can take it to Cross, I can do this by myself, I can go right at him. But... If that's too much in his mind, then he's trying to constantly close quarters and Karen Cross has proven he is dangerous in close quarters. That's exactly what happened here. Uh, on the outside, Cross took the dive, yes, uh, but ended up winning out and throwing Dijakovic into the steps. 
Uh, following up with a brutal move, where this was like the easily the most brutal move of the night. Uh, I'll again I've not had time to finish AEW. I've started it. I'm trying to think. Was there something on AEW? I mean, Darby Allen got knocked out. <laughs> so that probably doesn't help. Um, but this this was a, a brutal move. Uh, he his opponent's head between the steel steps. Cross kicked them as hard as he could, and Dijak looked out, as in that run up everything, a proper kick, <laughs> and he, he looked out. And I personally thought they could have gone for the count there and then. He's done this absolutely devastating thing, where like it's like properly between like ring posts, steel steps, bang, like done, end of match. But carrying Cross drags him into the ring. He rolls back out and puts him back in, going for the fact of no, I'm going to win this championship. Not, I'm going to win this match. In the ring, I am not going to win by a counter, which is a very interesting character trait when he's a heel. Like it's, it's WWE, more often than not, you get your heels winning via the standard heel methods. And carrying cross in NXT, you more often than not kind of get a bit more than that, and because the characters are different, not it's not good guy does this, bad guy does that. It's, you get characters, and carrying cross. Really, what this here was a great example of that. Yes, a heel would try and force the babyface to either get in via count out or lose. The heel wins no matter what, doesn't matter. No. Carrying Cross wants to prove a point and beat that man inside the ring. Just a little touch that I really, really liked. But when he did that, um, he. So even though I thought they could have gone for the end there, instead of going for the just the normal count out pin, he went back into the ring and Cross was trying to land blow after blow to the man, unable to protect himself. Like, my god damn it, referee, he's clearly unable <laughs> to protect himself. Why is this continuing? Just, and I, I don't often get the MMA fan uh, brain, because I'm not an MMA fan, <laughs> even though I've watched a little bit. I don't often get that sports realism brain in there. But no, with this, it's like, he's landing blow after blow. He clearly can't protect himself. <laughs> just emerging a little break just for a second there. Uh, with that, Keith Lee ran out. Uh, he ran down wanting to help. But we were going with the story of Dijak willing to take cross the strikes as it's on him, as he told Keith Lee, like, this is on me. No, do not help me. Like, this is off his own making, and he doesn't want Lee's help. Cross then makes sure Keith Lee is watching as he chokes the life out of Dijakovic for the KO victory. Uh, Keith Lee is quick to hover over his friend to get into the ring, and Cross stares directly at Keith Lee and slowly walks up the ramp, not breaking eye tact with the NXT champion the entire time. Did I have to say eye tact? <laughs> he didn't break eye contact the entire time. It's like it was really painting Cross as one hell of a dangerous man. And... So yeah, I I just need to just check something. Uh, but uh, what do you say, Mike? I don't know why your comments disappeared. It was seemed perfectly fine. <laughs> don't ask me why that's gone. I didn't do anything. Um, but yeah, with yeah, because it, it very really very really really it's awful. Really painting Cross as a one hell of a dangerous character. One final touch with a, uh, I'll call them a gaggle, a gaggle of referees ran in to check on Dijak, who's just down in the ring and they all in unison call for medical help. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, like that. Uh, don't ask why that took like four referees to all run down. Like, they're going for a visual. <laughs> like, I got that. They were going for a visual. And it, even if it doesn't make sense, it's just a visual, damn it. <laughs> Did it take a gaggle of referees to fly on down? No. <laughs> like, the referee on the match... I mean, he's shown that he's perfectly fine to let somebody just to receive blow after blow when he clearly can't protect himself. Like, he was fine with that. 
But uh, but maybe that's why the referee, referees ran down. I was like, oh, he's clearly like this referee's crap. <laughs> we got to go down and just like check on him because he's just let him get him beaten up when he couldn't protect himself. <laughs> What's he like? There's, there's a reason you're in NXT, mate. <laughs> but anyway, so with such a dangerous display, the question is asked: Dominic, not Dominic, uh, Karrion Cross. Just looked at the wrong person on, <laughs> on the image. Karrion uh, Cross is he the next NXT champion? Because they've been painting him so dominantly. Which is kind of insane, kind of crazy, just to see him in such a dominant way, but just presented like this. It's kind of like we got this awesome feel good moment with Keith Lee, but with Karrion Cross, it's been so constantly presented as he is. It's kind of like, but like, are you going to do it any different? Like, are you, are you going to essentially are you going to continue this same presentation all the way to the? Uh, takeover event and Karrion Cross wins because we've got our feel good moment and if I'm going by main roster WWE it's this point in the summer where the Karrion Cross would win because then he set it up for WrestleMania but this is like this takeover here takeover triple X um, be careful googling that <laughs> with takeover triple X it's yeah it's that's their kind of that's their biggest show in a way it's uh, their big WrestleMania event, and because that title changes happen there. But normally, baby faces win out in this kind of context. But this is NXT, so go for the bigger story. Then Karrion Cross wins, and he got Keith Lee, who has just been crowned kind of as this face of NXT. But how long is his tenure really going to be? Especially after last year, he got such an amazing kind of boost of momentum. Where like the final guy representing NXT against Roman Reigns. And then the big Royal Rumble appearance as well against Brock Lesnar there. Like, he got big moments on the main roster before everything happened with COVID. So, like, surely not. <laughs> In terms of me answering the question, is Karrion Cross the next NXT champion? Maybe. But is it now? <laughs> like, is it this takeover? Is it takeover Triple X with Vin Diesel? Is it that takeover? That I don't know. Purely because Keith Lee's kind of whole entire build just screams to me, no, he won't have a short reign. But Karrion Cross's entire presentation tells me he's going to dominate and just go destroy his way to the NXT Championship and hold it for a long time, like as, a, as like the mega heel on top, just immediately going there. And then Keith Lee could maybe go to the main roster. But in terms of like the NXT brand itself, like Keith Lee's just been crowned as like the face of the show, as the NXT champion to carry it forward. Uh, it's an it's it it's why it's, for me this is the perfect kind of booking which I've because uh, I'm a New Japan fan like first and foremost it's something I praise them for a lot and seeing it here in NXT it's it's great I love it because the conflict I've got in my head is both presentations have been so strong have been so good that I can see either avenue being taken and it really wouldn't matter it'd be perfectly fine whichever route they went be it carrying cross or be it keeping it on Keith Lee. Either road is good because the build to it has been strong. So I can see either guy winning. And I love that. <laughs> I love not knowing and being perfectly fine with either avenue. Personally, I'd like Keith Lee to have a bit of a reign. But if you're going with that mega destroying heel, why not Karrion Cross? Why not? Again, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do. But that, I love that. <laughs> it's great that I've got no idea. You don't really get this on the main roster that often, where either avenue is perfectly fine. But the closest I can think of is if they did Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, 
But then you've got your massive pros and cons as well, just in terms of WWE need to create new stars, that kind of weight on it as well. With NXT being developmental, you can purely go for character and story without any of that weight. And that really, really does help. Uh, especially like when somebody loses the title, you're like, right, you're going to leave this show now. <laughs> like That doesn't happen on the main roster. Like Adam Cole lost and you're just sitting there thinking, right, I am ready for the Undisputed Era to leave NXT. Like, and Raw SmackDown, you don't have that. Those characters are there for as long as they are till the wrestlers go. I've gone on a Monday. Mini tangent. <laughs> Point B, is Karen Cross the next champion? Very likely, possibly. <laughs> That's a crap answer. <laughs> yeah. I personally wouldn't go... Oh, I don't know. I say I personally wouldn't go. That's just because I am digging the Keith Lee run so much. I'd like for it to go on as long as possible. But also I understand like, if Keith Lee could go from the main roster off of this and you really put Karen Cross over, you get the kind of crop of guys who then go to the main roster and maybe in like Dijak and Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa. If those guys put him over on their way out, then he comes across as a megastar in NXT because of the guys he has beaten to get that NXT championship. But uh, I'd like to see a Keith Lee run. <laughs> if I'm honest, in my, if I'm being selfish, I'd like to see that. But I totally would understand uh, carrying Cross going through everybody like that. Look at those names and then they all go to the main roster and they become established. Yeah, I'm totally in. I've got one more. Nope, my tea's cold. Sod that. <laughs> oh, oh well. It's a cold tea. Yes, it is. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why. I made, no, I don't think I lifted it high enough for people to see. It's my. It's a new day mug. So that reference was lost on everybody until I did that. And I just to the podcast listeners, I just put the new day mug in front. It's got the. It's a cartoon one where it's got them all on the unicorn. Whenever they were, whenever that was their thing, that's the mug I've got. It's my only piece of memorabilia that's not like an action figure from when uh, from ages ago. Anyway, let's go through the show in order, starting with William Regal's announcement, and then we'll go to the penultimate match of the night, which, if I'm right, was Timothy Thatcher, only Lorcan 2. And yeah, we kicked off the show in an interesting way. Uh, William Regal was uh, promoted before the show went live. Uh, in the, I think it was a few... Earlier in the day, I'll just say that. He was announced that William Regal's got a major announcement to make. And in the land of NXT trying to attack viewers and things, he's like, are you Dixie Cartering this? <laughs> just as a piece of reference when she would say, major reveal on Impact this week. Or major things going to be happening on Impact. And like each week it would either be just fine or things. Or if it hadn't been hyped up to such a level, it might have got a bit of a reaction of, oh, that's nice. But the fact he was ha- like hyped up as Jesus' second coming every time. <laughs> it's kind of like, calm down, Dixie. <laughs> it's not that massive. It's all right. I see what you're trying to do. Maybe don't need to go that far or that crazy with it. But, because um, that feeling was there a little bit of, is it actually going to be major or what? And the way William Regal was tweeting, uh, just saying that, Oh, these past few weeks of uh, like seeing this talent do this, it's been amazing to watch. I've really enjoyed it. And immediately people were like, you're not going to leave, are you? That sounds like you might be leaving soon. Please don't leave. Willie, William, please, please don't leave. He didn't leave. <laughs> but he uh, introduced Keith Lee, who announces he will be relinquishing the North American title with the reasoning that he doesn't want to get in the way of other people getting the same opportunities he did. Uh, Regal announces there will be a series of triple threats over the coming weeks, with the winners advancing to a ladder match for the now-vacant championship at TakeOver 30 in four weeks. 
So that's that's awesome, really. Like just um, I I really it really puts Keith Lee over as a babyface, and you get the title off him as well without having to beat him. And that's another thing that's feeding into my are they saving Keith Lee losing anything in this little while for Karrion Cross, or are they building him up strong like because he's going to retain because he's going to be the big strong babyface champion of NXT. I don't know. <laughs> I like both avenues. <laughs> if I say, I've already been banging on about it for like almost twenty minutes, so I need to, <laughs> I need to move on for the rest of the show. Otherwise, I'll be here all night. So the first matchup of the night was a uh, Dexter Loomis versus Killian Dane set up l- last week. Uh, Killian Dane asking uh, Robert Stone if he could, well, well asking nicely, <laughs> demanding nicely that Robert Stone get him the match with uh, Dexter Loomis, to which he did. It's kind of like plays into a bit of the logic later. So, like, Robert Stone may be a bit of a goofball, but he did get Killian Dane his match that he requested. So maybe he's actually a quite good manager <laughs> in the backstage stuff and getting you the matches you want and that sort of thing. But, like, yeah, a bit of a comedy goofball aside from that. But it's just a nice little thing of Mercedes Martinez later in the night. Like, it makes a little bit more sense because he was, he successfully got Killian Dane's matchup. So anyway, uh, Dane's not really done much, really, since the initial uh, Matt Riddle feud. Uh, whilst Loomis has been heavily featured with relatively big wins against Roderick Strong as of late, uh, directly interfering in the NXT Championship car- parking lot brawl between Dream and Cole as well. Like, this match was fine, if not much more for me. Like, Dane with the big brute offence and Loomis doing his best to avoid as much as he could. Uh, the Northern Irishman dominated a lot of the match, uh, coming closest after a powerbomb followed up with a quick elbow scored a near fall. Uh, Loomis willed his way in, though, going for the Uranagi into submission combo, which he ends his matches with. Uh, but Dane at first powered out. Uh, Dexter flew with a swanton and then right back to the Uranagi submission choke thing. Uh, it's like a cobra clutch. I mean, and just the way he wraps around. Uh, this time for the win. Uh, yeah, c- continuing to give Dexter Loomis wins. And as Killian Dane's not really been featured at all, this loss is, yeah, he's a big lad for Dexter Loomis to defeat. So in that way, Dexter Loomis gets a little bit of momentum. I really don't know what to make of the character of Dexter Loomis. It's it's one of those where, without the live crowd to test how the character's going, because, again, the faux crowd are press a button to get a reaction. They're not really like just naturally reacting to a character and whether things are working or not. So it's a lot more difficult to get, a lot more difficult to gauge how something is doing. And like going by kind of Twitter, I guess if you can't use live immediate reactions, uh, Twitter again not always the best. But the feeling seems to be a bit mixed. Some are buying it and some are not entirely sure. Like I've. I feel like everybody who watched him in TNA or outside of WWE beforehand is a bit more used to what he's going for. Um, but it is a little bit... I don't know. As a babyface, I'm not sure if it's worked. Like, I've never seen it as a babyface. Like, him as a, in a good guy role doing this is like the first time I've seen it. And he comes across as like just naturally this is a heel character. For all I know, he's going to turn heel. But in this moment, he's still the babyface. And I really don't know... I don't know. I don't know if it's clicking with me. It's just something not quite... I think it is the fact he's babyface because everything about it screams heel apart from the... is a bit more than that. They're trying to... It's like he's really... Trying to go for a bit more of a complex character than he's just a bit creepy. 
space. Also, a really talented drawer. <laughs> that is a bit strange. Um, anyway, after this, we got a Roddy Strong interview. Uh, he never. He says he never got his rematch against Keith Lee for the North American Championship. Bronson Reed jumps in, corrects him, saying that no, in fact, he got numerous chances. Uh, Gargano appears. He's going to make history again tonight. Uh, Reed's ready to make his name tonight, though. And another VTR, uh, Dakota Kai. Uh, they're setting up the triple threat uh, later tonight with the first North American ladder match qualifier. Uh, Dakota Kai did a video challenge to Io Shirai, uh, calls her out and suggests she brings the title too. So we're going to get an interaction in the ring between them. What's going to happen? Ooh. Uh, the first tag team match of the night, uh, Everrise versus Febreze. Uh, tonight is the Mounties. <laughs> Five minutes of Fandango and Tyler having fun with NXT's resident jobber team. Uh, in NXT slash AW fashion, they got in a tad of their offence, but Rizango were always winning. It's not main roster big squash. It's I guess the difference between a squash and a jobber match in a way. Like you're always going to win, but the jobber gets in like a little bit of offence. Uh, biggest pop from the commentary desk, or judging it by the commentary desk. Uh, seemed to possibly be Fandango putting on a Mountie hat and saluting for Mountie Dive and just jumping off. Uh, super kicks in stereo to one and then the other, and our models have had their fun and they secure the win. End of the match. Now this was felt a bit like time killer in a way. Now when I was watching this, I was thinking if we're in the era where you're flicking back between shows, this is at this point where I get in Febreze versus Everrise. I flick over to AW at this point. As much as I kind of love the uh, jovialness of them, like this was a nothing kind of match that didn't really move anything along. You're just getting five minutes of unconnected to anything fun. Which, that's what this was. So if you're up for that, yeah, cool. But I thought I, if, I, if we're in that scenario, I would have jumped across because I was kind of skipping a little bit, as in like mentally, just going making notes, making sure I'm catching up, which means I'm not fully paying attention to it, which tells me my investment level. I probably so in that era, if this was back in the nineties in an actual war, then I yeah, I would have switched over at that point. It's a bit of a blah kind of start uh, with that match. And because uh, I wasn't particularly into Kane versus Loomis, it's like Kane Dane versus Loomis either. Like compared to what AW kicked off with with Eddie Kingston, it's like, it's just like, yeah, quality golf. <laughs> really. I would have started watching AEW at this at this point. Like from the next match on, I like NXT. I really enjoyed. If does that, the opening thought was a bit there. So after that, we got a Dominic Dijakovic interview. He says uh, the interview is taking place exactly where Cross attacked him last week. Tonight he's going to smash Cross unconscious. Or when he talks about it, we know how that goes. Uh, after this, we get a promo from Swerve from his studio. Shout out to Rich Latter, a former writer here on Laws of Pain, co-host of One Nation Radio, which is on Laws of Pain Radio for a little uh, while. With they were resident raw SmackDown reviewers for a little bit a couple of years ago. Uh, yes, he's uh, Rich. Shout out to Rich Latter, who has been. Uh, I think I think he did the latest track on Swerve's latest song. And um, if you go to Swerve's Twitter, you'll be able to see Rich. Uh, I have Rich Latter in the studio with Swerve. And as soon as their Swerve started coming promo, I was like, oh, that's the studio. <laughs> so remember to do a shout out to that. Anyway, uh, Swerve uh, links the calm that comes over him when he's in the studio as the same as in the ring uh, because he's in his element. Uh, he realised that uh, he could entertain at a young age where he stood up and he sang and everybody paid attention. Like, and he changes gears to Santos Escobar and the cruiserweight division. 
So the fact we did a whole promo for this tells me, well, we're probably going to get a relatively big match between Swerve and Escobar down the line, uh, or they're building up just to a match in a week or so. I genuinely, I, I really rate Swerve. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I want him to have something or some kind of build. He's coming out, he's entertaining me most weeks, and I'm just waiting for... that. Like like with Bronson Reed, like where as soon as I saw he was in the triple threat, I was like, yes, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> it's the same with Swerve. Like I've been waiting for what Bronson Reed got this week in that triple threat, being in there with Gargano and Strong. That's kind of what I've wanted for Swerve. And he got a one-on-one match with Gargano, and that felt like like guy with talent versus established person. And an established person is always winning because there's no plan to elevate the guy with talent at this point. It's like, oh, I really dig Swerve. <laughs> I would really like for him to get something. But maybe this is it. Maybe in the cruiserweight division, he really gets time to shine. We've seen people shine in the cruiserweight division before. So do they have a match at TakeOver? Or are you doing the big program of Maverick, Escobar, and Swerve is the guy in the middle? Either way, I make Swerve. Give him something. <laughs> uh, I brought up Bronson Reed, and next up is the triple threat match. Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong for the first slot in the North American Championship ladder match. And this was a really good idea to start with these three. You start off big, really make it feel important. you got two former champions, Gargano and Strong, and former NXT champion, obviously, in Gargano. And... and Putting Reed in there as well, he immediately elevates him. Like, win or lose, if he puts in a good performance against those two, like, his stock has immensely risen. And, spoilers, Reed ended up winning. <laughs> so, it was, so his stock is infinitely raised, purely, be, like, not just by being in there and putting in a good showing, but he won. He beat two former North American champions to get to this ladder match, and now we're at a point where he's got to be, like, one of the, no pun intended, but one of the bigger favourites. Yeah, looking forward. To, I love. I really enjoy ladder matches. And <laughs> Bonzovini is an athletic big man. So yeah, look. And that North American Championship ladder matches as well. In that first one, it's just kind of like a harken back to that. It's a really good thing to see. This uh, then refers to the first ladder match, and that first ladder match was really good. And looking at the guys who are in that match now and where they've gone to since, it's like oh god, it's, it feels like it was ages ago, but it really wasn't. <laughs> like a really high caliber ladder match. Yeah, to think that was Adam Cole's first championship as well, and all that's happened since. Anyway, um, I want to say, if we're going to be getting matches like this, then man, we are in for a treat over these next coming weeks. Uh, Strong and Gargano were doing what they could to combat the big man. Uh, in the early portion, really struggling, but the match becoming somewhat more back and forth as it went on, as in uh, Gargano and Strong trying to take down uh, the big man at, at this point. Uh, as And of course... Later, things would break down in a quicker and quicker manner. <laughs> Hopefully things happening. And there's an awesome spot with Reed holding strong in the uh, like stinger death drop or whatever it's actually called. Uh, and Johnny gets caught in his other arm and urinagied right onto strong. I, th- I thought that looked amazing. Uh, strong and Gargano were quickly throwing the other person out whenever a piece of team offense worked on Reed. And... Uh, there was a really awesome sequences just came off of that. I take them down and then they brawl between each other. And by the time they've settled, who's going to actually get the pin on Reed or something? Reed then just does something, gets back on top again. Really like the rhythm of this match. 
And uh, another amazing spot, Gargano on Reed's shoulders. Strong jumps for the LOD, but Johnny rotates back, avoiding the jump and stinging Reed with a poison rana. Like, Rodson Reed, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you may be going through, but you're going to have to bloody earn it with all of this offense that you're taking. <laughs> like, man earned his stripes in this one. Uh, Topo through the ropes as well. Like, he showed his athleticism as well as taking a, quite a lot of offense. Followed by... A, like, such a great exchange, exchange between Gargano and Strong. Like just as I was saying, uh, they do moves kind of together, or what? Or they ended up taking down Reed. Then they just brawl between each other, and those brawls were incredible. So like constantly catching and countering each other as they knackered each other out. And uh, in the end, Gargano hit the sling DDT, but he was unable to capitalize before Reed flew from the top rope and secured the win with that amazing splash. It's the background for the YouTube video as I'm talking. Like a huge win for Bonson Reed over two big NXT names. Great to see Big Rock getting the rub. He's finally getting that NXT rub. That like, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Just oh it's good to see. It is good to see. Yeah, next up, uh, Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart. I'll get to the Reveal for what the match is later. I've actually got that in my notes. Yes, I have. I'm an idiot. Yeah, forgot there's a promo later. Uh, it'll be the last thing I talk about about next week's uh, triple threat match. So Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart. Aaliyah joined by Roderick Strong, who's got a cast on his right foot. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart shouting, "Welcome to the ball pit." That's her catchphrase this week. <laughs> She's got a lot of phrases. <laughs> this week is "Welcome to the ball pit." And, and I know like, it's kind of like a, yeah, metal, yeah. Of course, you say welcome to the ball pit, I picture like kids jumping into ball... Like, as a kid, I picture myself jumping into the ball pit and how much I enjoyed doing that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, a weird thing. That, anyway, anyway <laughs> this, was, this match was continuing the Shotzi showcase. Like, she was clearly painted as a stronger competitor, uh, but Aaliyah had the Robert Stone factor massively swinging things in her favour. Uh, the green-haired warrior was able to string so much offense together when she kept her opponent in the middle of the ring, uh, with Aaliyah constantly trying to cheat via whatever method she could. Uh, Shotzi, with a great dragon suplex, I think she might have hit two of them. They were they looked amazing. Uh, then, uh, towards the end, she then kicked Stone off of the uh, apron, ring apron, that's the word, who immediately squeezed at his leg. <laughs> ah, me leg! <laughs> and uh, back in off the top with a senton for the win, Shotzi gets her revenge for last week. The revenge has been reaped. Uh, after the match, Shotzi drives her tank over Stone's other leg. He's got no legs. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, he's such a goof. Uh, which then obviously clashes a bit with what happens next. Um, the fun and games are quickly over when Mercedes Martinez knocks, her a bit, knocks Shotzi down with a big boot, knocking her out of the tank. She doesn't help Stone, who may have been thanking her but she's gone directly after Blackheart. And at this point I was thinking, oh, she purely going after Blackheart and it, did it have anything to do with Stone? Uh, a little bit of intrigue for when they did the segment later. And Stone and Leo backstage and Martinez walks up to them and asks him to handle the crap she does not want to do. Uh, if he outsteps his boundaries, she will permanently break both of his legs. And suddenly I'm just like, it's not going the way I would have wanted because I really like Martinez as this solo badass. But... That idea of, well, Stone did get Dane that match. So, and with <laughs> with Martinez's massive caveat of, if you get in my way, I will break your legs. <laughs> it's just like, yes, 
I really like that, and it's, it just creates that dynamic of will Robert Roderick Stone, Roderick Strong, will Robert Stone be able to keep himself out of Martinez's businesses enough to you know keep his legs, <laughs> or what he's done with the likes of Aaliyah and with Chelsea Green, will that happen again? I um, uh, yeah, personally yeah, as long as Martinez comes out looking a badass, I'm down, I'm fine. <laughs> as long as that's the end result. Because that's what I personally want. And really rate her. And I was really, really hoping that they would bring her in as this like big heel. And that's kind of what they're doing. They're building it up in that role. I just, yeah, really. I'm really looking forward to when she's at that point. Because <laughs> so I really rate her. So anyway, the final match I'm going to be talking about tonight was uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Only Lorcan 2. Uh, your pure wrestling out in this week. Uh, Thatcher's Thatch can. Uh, Thatcher continuing his run, building him as NXT's resident badass or technician badass. Man, you just do not want to mess with him in just a pure, a pure wrestling style. Uh, this time with us seeing Thatcher having to dig a bit deeper and innovate after having his arm rammed into the ring post. Only Lorcan, having learned from the last match, comes in with a bit of a plan. And now Thatcher, we see a little bit more of him. Like how far can he dig to get back on top when these this is when this is a scenario? Uh, Lorcan had a lot more of Thatcher's number this week. Uh, a lot less dominating with the submission. Uh, with the submission, um, like the submission man using his training once again to counter his way into victory. Stumbled a bit because in my notes wrote the same word twice and then suddenly figured it out. <laughs> uh, Lorcan going for the Fujiwara armbar himself but struggling to cinch it in. And Thatcher wriggled round and shifted on top of his opponent to score the three. Thatcher continues to look like a badass but Lorcan really elevated himself and Thatcher had to show another side to him. And of course he comes a bit more across as the villain because of the way that he wriggled round. But it's still that technical wrestling. How he wriggled round is because he knows that submission and his submission game is so good he knows how to counter it. And he did that. He countered and pinned Lorcan. And that means whenever you watch another match of his, whenever that scenario crops up, you know he's got that in his wheelhouse. That he is so good at submissions he knows how to counter them. Not just cinch them in. So, oh yeah. They're gradually building him really well. He's <laughs> coming across as such a bad. I I did worry because he's another guy that I'd watched on the indies like for quite a long time for WWE, and I always thought he might struggle in the WWE environment. But the way that his character has adapted and the way his presentation has been, it's just been perfect. <laughs> it's been so good. I kind of sit here thinking, why was I ever worried? He felt like an idiot <laughs> for being that worried, and uh, seeing it here, I was like, no, he's a perfect fit. And maybe because of the kind of character he is, like in an NXT, in a WWE environment, he is totally different from anything else, and he really stands out because of that. And that really helped. Like on a blood sport, maybe doesn't stand out like as much because of the kind of wrestling that you're watching on that show. But in NXT, with his current presentation, he really stands out, and he's uh, being built incredibly well. And this leads us to the final thing to talk about this week with the uh, Finn Balor got a promo. And next week's North American Triple Threat match is going to be Balor versus Loomis versus Thatcher. And Finn Balor says that he wants to get the title back. He wants to... Not the back. He wants to <laughs> get that title. And the NXT North American Championship will get what it needs. The Finn Balor rub. No comment <laughs> on that phrasing. Because <laughs> this is YouTube. Ooh, uh. Uh, anyway... 
NXT a fun NXT, if not a like massive NXT. It ended on the incredible kind of match at the end. So it's one of those where the bulk of the show I thought was fine and maybe moved across stuff. Really enjoyed the triple threat. It was just an incredible wrestling segment there. Stuff around that and the main event was pretty skippable. And I not really much... You can, if, you, uh, if you don't watch live, you can skip pretty much everything but these two segments. And you're not really going to miss that much. And again, triple that match was great. The main event was fantastic. And the just the story beats in it as well and what it does character-wise, how it builds Kerry Cross up as just this unrelenting just dominating, destroying force that I, again, they've painted him so well, I've got no idea who's winning the match at, at TakeOver. And that is the best situation, like the best combination of things all there. And it's that emotional thing as well, of Keith Lee being there for his friend. But this friend is just like, no. And you have to watch this big emotional thing as Cross destroys the, that guy. And like, it's not the easiest thing to watch. Just to cross just again and again, forearm after forearm. And as I said, it was my reaction of like, why isn't the referee stopping this? They got me to react like that. <laughs> like my reaction went to safety of the guy because I totally bought Cross's offense to the point of, yeah, I believe that in this wrestling world that he has beaten Djokovic now. Like in terms of like the UFC rule of when you tap out, that's you admitting that you have been defeated. Dijakovic has been defeated. He has lost. He has taken blow after blow unprotected. Cross has won. It's up to him when the match ends. Which is why I got the reaction of, yeah, he's unprotected taking shots. In in my kind of <laughs> combat sports, kind of creeping into my head. Referee calls it there and then. But the story they go for is Dijakovic repeatedly saying, no, no, I put myself in this situation. I will get myself out of it. And he was saying it to Keith Lee. Very blatant, just blatantly, word for word. And Cross comes out of it as such a badass. I cannot... I say I cannot wait for the like the main event of NXT TakeOver. They're just building to it really, really well. And TakeOver itself feels like it's going to be insanely stacked. Where you got Keith Lee versus Karen Cross. You've got Io Shirai as champion. Who, well, <laughs> what's going to happen there? You've also got the North American Championship ladder match. That is already a stacked card. And this is the first week <laughs> properly building to it. Like, my God, we are in 43 at the end of August. Or maybe through August. I don't think... Did they do them on the same weekend as SummerSlam? I think they stopped doing that. Uh, anyway, that is towards the end of the show. Uh, thank you for listening, watching, for subscribing, liking, five-starring, all of the jazz, or commenting, sending in things, whatever. Uh, whatever interaction. And uh, I will be back on what's coming up. I'll be back... I think it's just Monday... Uh, not Monday... On Tuesday for Monday Night Raw. I think it's the next time I'll be live here for Lost Pay Radio. Got a bit of a break uh, for... There is a New Japan Pro Wrestling show on Saturday, but I'm not going live after it. I will instead be uh, writing a column and putting it up on, on Lost of Pain. Uh, so you'll get me in written form. You won't be getting me in voice form this Saturday. Uh, probably because the circumstances in real life don't really allow it. In the slap bang in the middle of the day, it's always going to be an issue. So I did it for Dominion. You got Dominion. <laughs> don't, don't get too crazy. Uh, but please do listen to the other Laws of Pain radio shows. Uh, after AW Dynamite, we have Dynamite After Dark with Jamon and Jeff. Uh, Fridays with Miss Fan and Mystic with WWF, the Legacy Series. An unabridged look back over the history of the now WWE uh, with the journey of the WWF. Cannot recommend that show enough. Uh, True Says Kingdom of Honor. Currently going back over... Uh, no, they're not. They're covering New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
and they their show this week was about Dominion because they wait for the English version. So there's a review of the version of Dominion with the English commentary. Uh, I I guess I gave the one with the Japanese commentary last week, and this week you get your English review. So yeah, and all all, all night long wrestling podcast is also. Uh, they're doing uh, like great stuff with uh, uh, multiple interviews going up as well, and the columns are being posted up quite a regular uh, kind of amount this week. We had like two weeks ago, I think it was, it was like a crazy amount, and then last week kind of just dried down a bit with whatever the bollocks was. It uh, <laughs> was extreme rules, and then we're back on it again this week. Uh, with quite a lot being posted, and I'm personally back on it as well. Hey, New Japan Pro Wrestling takes a break, so does Imp. So anyway. Thank you for listening to the NXT review. What did you make of the show? Do you think Karrion Cross is going to be the next NXT champion? Do you think Keith Lee will have a big reign? Who on earth is winning the North American Championship? Who on earth is in the match? <laughs> Who wins next week? Uh, we'll get all that answered. Uh, thank you for listening and watching to this. And that is that. <laughs>